Hello. Hey. Hi. Welcome back to the podcast. This is She's the Phoenix with Natasha Lynn. Excuse me while I get adjusted. I should have done that real quick. Okay. So, we're back. I don't know how we're feeling about the first two episodes. Last week was a little crazy. Um, a little emotional. A lot of things going on. Um... But I definitely think it was something that just needed to be shared. Uh, there was a lot of that kind of talk. So I'm glad that we got to have that conversation. Um, this week we are talking about what we want to be when we grow up. One I wanted to be when I grow growed up. <laughs> One I want to be when I grow up now. Um, more than that. So we're going to dive into what happens when the dream that you had falls through. Um, what happens when you and your partner don't have the same dreams? Um, how do you move forward through that? Just touching all the bases on, hey, um, this is my dream. This is what I wanted. I don't want this anymore. What if I don't know what my dream is? All of that. So let's dive on in to episode three. I'm so glad you're here. I love you guys. Uh, let's talk. Okay. Um, what I wanted to be when I was little is far different than what I want to be at 28 years old. Um, it's different than what I wanted to be when I was 18, 19, 20, 21. I had way different goals, different life experiences, different things I thought that were going to happen that did happen. Um, that aren't my reality now. Um, and I think that, like, in general, life just really sets us up for, like, you know, we get pushed and we're like, oh, be a kid, be a kid, be a kid. Okay, you're hitting middle school. Here's responsibility. Let's learn about responsibility um, and the, the consequences of not taking care of your responsibilities. And then high school hits and they're like, okay, and now have life figured out. And now you need to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. I know that you're 15, 16, 17, 18, but you need to know what you want to be for forever. That's your job now. And if you don't know, you're a failure. If you don't know, you're going to be a loser. And if you don't know, you're going to flip burgers for the rest of your life. And if you don't know, you're going to be all of these things that amount to nothing according to the rule book of society. Um... And I don't know if anybody else can relate to that, but I had no clue what I wanted to actually be when I grew up, even when I was 18 years old. I took college courses because they got me more credits in high school so that I could get the heck out of that place sooner. I didn't have to stay for full days. It had nothing to do with my drive to actually be something when I grew up, um... And I think that that real, the pressure of feeling like you need to know, like you need to know what college you want to go to and what you're going to do and um, where you're going to live and how you're going to pay for it and all these things that we're not even taught how to do. You're taught how to get a scholarship or apply for one or apply for a grant or hope that your parents have enough money or get student loans. But you're not taught how to do 
the rest of life around college. And there's so much more than can you finish the classes? Can you, what are you about, what are you going to do about living on campus or off campus or at home? Are you, there's just so much to it. And we just expect these kids because that's really what they, we were at 17, 18, 19 years old. We still were kids. We had no we had no business deciding what we wanted to do for the rest of our lives, although we were expected to. Um, and, you know, boy, have the times changed. Boy, have things changed. College was so pushed when we were in school. Well, when I was in school, I graduated 10 years ago. Um... You know, there's a lot of differences that I see now. Uh, there's kids that, you know, boys and girls get to do welding. You know, they have more, they allow the girls to be a part of things that are traditionally known for male things. You know, and um, and so much more than that. There's just so much more opportunity for kids to just make different decisions other than just okay college is it let's go you know put the blinders on you got to start grinding and I don't think they were just supposed to be like okay you're done with high school go wander around and figure it out or don't figure it out no no pressure I understand wanting to have drive and perspective and and ready you know have be ready for the world but do you really feel like at 18 years old when you look back you had any business deciding what you wanted to be when you grew up? And some of you did. And I think it's absolutely beautiful that there was drive from the very get-go and it never changed. Or if it did change, it was a very firm change. And you just knew what you wanted to do different. And then you did it. And, like, it's so impressive to me. Like, I just think that it's it's not... It is impressive, but it's more just, like... Sometimes I wish that I just had that, like, umph to just know. And just be so confident in that decision. And then sometimes I think that, you know, we're all human. Maybe you're not as confident as you once felt, but you still enjoy it. But you all, you also wonder if maybe you would enjoy something else more. Um, I don't know who needs to know this, but it doesn't matter what age you are. If you want to change what you are when you grow up, do it. Nobody gets to tell you how to live your life but yourself. If you wake up and you hate what you're doing or you think that it could be different or you have this desire to be more, do more, travel more, find something else that works, something that makes you feel alive when you're doing it, change what you're freaking doing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're 18 and you change it 55 times. It doesn't matter if you're 45 and you change it 55 times. Obviously, at 18, you're going to have way less responsibility than most 45-year-olds have. But, you know, I mean, make make your shift with intention. Make your shift with, like, you know, responsible ways. But don't hold on to that, well, when I get this part, then I'll, then I'll change or I'll jump ships or I'll do something different. We wait so long to do what we actually want to do or we let the fear of what could go wrong be why we don't do it. What we are so, as a society, just so set up to believe, you know, the fear builds easily. And then we think, oh, 
I don't know, well, th- this could happen and this could happen and what if, you know, this happens and I walk away from this job and then they don't let me come back or, you know, I have to start all over and I'll be on the lowest of seniority or whatever it is that, you know, keeps you in that fear-based space. It's just, it's just, it's just your mind trying to keep you safe and if we stopped and acknowledged what was happening. Thank you, soul, mind, body, spirit, for wanting to keep me safe. But I do not need you to keep me safe. I've got this. And all of the wonderful things that could happen. Why can't we just think, oh, this is for the best. This is going to change this and you know this is going to be exactly what I needed and I'm going to find this new version of myself in this new journey in this new chapter and all of the excitement that comes with it instead of being scared to live the one life that you have um you know I go through this a lot the the ping pong of fear and 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 judgment and worry of the judgment oh god what are they going to think? Oh God, they, everyone probably thinks I'm crazy. Yeah, y'all fucking think I'm crazy. That's the truth. We all know that everybody, everybody thinks I'm either nutty or they think that I, you know, like they feel bad for me and that's kind of like the excuse for maybe why they think my life looks the way it does or whatever, you know, whatever that is. I, and you know, and then I have the people who are, you know, who are incredibly proud of me and sometimes it's almost more frustrating with them because they well look at look at where you're at after everything you've gone through and I think to myself you know there's so many other people in the world that have gone through things just like I have and are so much further in life and you know that's such an insane comparison I still I hate I hate journey comparisons it's my biggest like one of my biggest pet peeves is your journey or trauma comparison oh I can't stand them either like my journey I just said this to my husband earlier. I was saying, like, could you imagine? Okay, um, for those of you who don't know, you should know if you're listening to my podcast and you follow me, you know all the things. Anyways, my husband, my late husband, passed away in 2018. He died. He was drugged to death by a vehicle. Um, it was traumatic. It was horrifying. It my family members, some of them were there, my brother and their best friend and, um, okay, all the things. So it was just a very traumatic event. So let's just say that exact same event went down for another woman, the same age as me, same situation, brand new baby, all the things. Her journey is not going to be the same as mine. It's literally almost impossible unless we were mirroring each other. But if we were out in the world, And we both experienced that same exact situation, but we did not live, you know, side by side. We didn't know each other. And actually, even if we did, our journeys are still going to be different because we are different people. We have different processing techniques or lack of technique. We have different and family. We have different everything. So it's impossible for our journeys to be the same and they shouldn't be god what could you imagine if we all had the same journey like if anybody was a step ahead of you you would already know what was coming you would already know that 
It would be so boring. You you would there would be no umph to trying something different, to trying something new, because you just knew it was all gonna be the same. And I just I'm not here for that. Um so what do we do about figuring out what we you know, figuring out how to move through the fear, figuring out how to change maybe what we wanna be, figuring out just what we wanna be. Um, I think it's through your life experiences and it's just going with the flow. And I'm not saying that every day or every other day you should be deciding today I want to be a cop. Tomorrow I want to be a teacher. Ooh, now I want to own my own business. I mean, if you want to be all of those things, well, good luck being a teacher and a cop at the same time. It's not going to work out. Um, (laughs) But, you know, if you want to be more than one thing, first of all, all the power to you. Second of all, really give it a go. Don't just choose something and then in a week be like, wow, this isn't working. I mean, you maybe you could in a week be like, nothing about this is what I thought it was going to be. It could be a really easy, fast decision and you could realize like this is not anything that I pictured it to be. It is actually worse than what I was doing. I am now so appreciative of what I was. And maybe that pivots you back to what you were originally doing with a new found perspective and appreciation for what it is that you chose to do with your life. And maybe that's what you needed. Or maybe you enjoy what you're doing now that's new and you're ready to leave what doesn't serve you anymore. And that's okay. It's okay to pivot okay to change it's okay to want something new something fresh something that's not familiar it's okay and I mean who is to decide when we actually grow up because I think society picked that we just had to be adults at 18 um and have it all figured out but I mean what person in society just got to write the rule book on that I'm a big big like Your rules do not apply to me. I am not living in your box. Please live in your own box that you've created. I am not living in the expectation or standard that you have for yourself or others. That is not required of me. And it's not required of you. Your expectation or of yourself is only required of yourself. And when you put expectations on everybody else, you are bound to end up being failed. You are bound to have disappointment. You put these expectations on people and there are certain, obviously, boundaries, you know, healthy communication, things like that, that are non-negotiables for some. But you can't just expect someone to be what you think they should be just because you think that they should be it. It does not work that way, okay? Um, if it worked that way, our parents would get exactly what we want. Good Lord, could you imagine if our parents had gotten exactly what they wanted? Or could you imagine if your child just had to be exactly what you wanted them to be? And I know that in your head you might think that that's the best scenario, but could you imagine hindering them from all that they could be based off of what you think that they should do or should be? Think of all the experience that you're you're taking from them, the memory, the everything. I couldn't even imagine just putting my son in a box and saying, here's what you get to be. And this is the life that you get to live. And here's, you know, here's ABC on how the path is going to be for you. I just, I couldn't imagine. 
Even though it's scary to think that, like, he may not know what he wants to be. Maybe he's going to be something that absolutely terrifies me. You know, I don't know. He's a wild, wild boy. But I do know that it's his journey to live. And it's his journey to experience. And I never want to step on that. Okay. Okay, okay. I think we're getting a little pivoted. Well, we always do. You know. we, You know how it is with me. Okay. So, <laughs> um, picking what I wanted to be, uh, I still don't know. But I have an idea. And it's, it's a lot. Okay? It's not just one thing. I have a lot of things. I have to do a lot of little things that don't make sense right now to the big, like, to most people. So, the big picture, like, in the long run of the big goal that I have, which is, you know, still work once I get there. It's not like it's just, oh, I made it here and now it's done. But, like, the big goal is a lot different than like what I'm gonna do right now. Some of it's going to still fit in when I get to the goal as the goal changes, which I'm sure it will as time goes on. But some of the stuff that I'm doing right now is gonna make zero sense to people and they're gonna be like, why? This doesn't fit in a long-term goal. This doesn't work with, how does this even fit in with what you want? And, and that's, that's okay, because it's not my, it's not your journey, it's my journey. I know how it fits, I know why I'm doing it, I know that it's not forever, and sometimes the thing that you do doesn't have to be forever. It could just be something that you enjoy right now, or that just needs to be done right now, because it gets you to the next step. It doesn't mean that you have to stay there. Um, I had to learn this, like, at a whole new level. Like, I dreamed I wanted to be a teacher. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to work with kids. I've always loved kids. Or work in the capacity of kids. And I thought that teaching would be a wonderful way to do that. Um, but then again, I, you know, I kind of pivoted between being a teacher and being like a kids counselor or a school counselor. Something that just could be really effective with helping kids. I just love them. Um, you know, and then I met my late husband and we really both just you know I was I was toying around I didn't wasn't really going to school or anything but I was working in the school district so I was kind of already there it was just like when was I going to get serious about going back to school and getting my excuse me my degree um and then and then it got serious and he asked me to marry him and um he started learning like the family business. So one of one of the, one of the family businesses, when the family business was um, carpet cleaning, my parents had a carpet cleaning business um, that they had built up, and uh, me and my late husband were first. He was just working for them, and then we decided that we were going to buy it, and that we were going to run it together the way that my mom and dad had. Um, and that was a dream, you know, I just started building around and it wasn't even just a dream. It was happening. We were, we were, we were working towards it, you know, um, and, and then I, I centered everything else in my life around the idea that we were going to run this business together. And that is how our life was going to go. And we were going to spend every day together and just all of these different ideas that I had. Um, 
you know, and the days when I was home working from the office and he was out on the jobs and just, you know, picturing him with the ki- the kids running out the door, being excited to see him and the home that we would live in and what we would, ch- you know, change and grow as in a business and having more employees and just different things that I dreamt of doing and, um, you know, getting to be that family unit where I just got to be with my husband every day and my kids and, um, and, you know, and have more than one baby. Um, just everything was a part of, you know, the idea, well, the idea of what I was going to be when I grew up. Like I was growing up and that was our plan. Like our plan together was to own that business and, and run it together. And, um, you know, we were still learning from my parents and we obviously were still in the process of buying. So we weren't full owners. And, um, when my husband passed, but, uh, when he passed, you know, the realization of, I have a brand new baby. How am I going to do this on my own? How am I supposed to live out this dream now? When the one thing that my whole life was rotating around and what I wanted to be when I grew up was rotating around was not the carpet cleaning. It was my husband. It was being the wife and the partner and helping and just building together. Um, and it, and that came with an entire dream and it was impossible to now have because he was gone. Um, so the next thing was like, do I try and run this whole business by myself with a brand new baby, which was impossible to do. It wasn't impossible to do, but it felt impossible to me because the grief was so heavy. There was no way I was going to be able to run that business. I couldn't even get out of bed for barely anything for months. My friend drugged me out of bed and brought me food and brought me milkshakes and checked in on me and made me get up and take showers and get dressed and go places and do things and remember I was alive and, you know, hold my son and just so many different things. Like, I could barely even function without, you know, alone and I had people helping me remember to function every day. How was I supposed to run that business by myself and how did I want to anymore how was that gonna be my dream I wasn't my dream it was our dream and um and that that is something that I've held on to for the last five years I've been bitter because I don't know well I'm starting to but I didn't know how to do or dream up anything else. I didn't know what else to be. I didn't know, you know, how am I going to grow up now? What am I going to be? What do I want to do? How, what, every dream that I had is gone. It's, it's not possible because my person is gone. Um, and I just, you know, I got lost. I did what I knew how to do. Um, 
if you listen, I just believe that even if you don't know the hustle, it's either born inside of you or it's not. Okay. You don't learn, I mean, you can learn how to hustle, but the hustle gene doesn't just pop in one day and say, okay, you've been real lazy and you're not really a go-getter and now you're just going to go do it. It's like a, maybe it's like a fire that gets lit inside of you, but it was already there just waiting for flames to burst. Like either you're a hustler or you're not. Baby, I got the hustle gene. Okay. I can hustle just about damn near anything if I have to. I can do it. I can learn anything and I can make something of it no matter what it is. I I got it. You know, some people just got it that way and they just know they do and they will make whatever they got to work and some people don't. And it's okay if you don't. It's fine. It's not, <laughs> it doesn't make you better or worse. It's just, you know, part of who you are. Um, and we don't need everybody be, to be a hustler. That it just one of it's one of those things where if everybody was the same, if everybody thought the same way, like imagine how boring life would be, where you could never have you know the combative, but appropriate conversation to have opposing views and get to have those conversations and and realizations. Um. Anyways, so I just hustled. I hustled. I'm a reseller, have been for years, uh, I thr- like, I thrift clothes, which by the way, if you didn't know, is the hardest thing to resell and profit off of. People don't tell you that because you see a lot of it now, it's a lot more on social media, but it is the hardest reselling job out there. Um, I love it though, and I wouldn't change, like, I literally would not want to be real reseller of anything else I couldn't like I just love fashion so it just it makes sense in my head that I just love this um well fashion I love a good deal I love all that stuff I get a good little like I get the thrill of going thrifting like it makes me so excited and I can't like wait to like get home and like look at everything again that I got um yeah so I mean I just did like reselling and then I tried to like I tried so many different things that I kind of thought that maybe I wanted to be or wanted to do. Um, And here's the thing. I have gone, I can't even tell you how many different things I've done in the last five years to try and figure out what in the heck I want to be when I grow up. Because like I just, you know, and, and it's more than that because it's hard. You can't. It's not just what I want to be. It's like now the the whole other part of the dream too. So like I wanted more kids and then with, with my late husband and he's gone obviously. So now, you know, is that a dream to have kids with someone else or did that change inside of me? You know, um, that's what I talk like what I meant. Like when, when time goes on, your dreams change, you know, and I had a big, huge influence on why my dreams changed and why I decided I didn't want to have any more kids. Um, and, you know, for me, my um, journey of being, you know, a new mom again or, you know, having more than one child, like the, the, that motherhood part or that part of motherhood, what that ended the day that 
my late husband died, that ended for me. Um, it just did. It just, that was just the end of that journey. Whether I, I really wanted to or understood it or not at that point, it just really was, you know? And so on top of, you know, figuring out just the career part of what I want to be when I grow up, I realized that I'm not going to be, you know, the mom, the mom with, you know, two or three or four, uh, of my, of mine, of, you know, that came from me. And that's okay. I have beautiful bonus babies. Um, and I'm, and I, and I'm so grateful for what I have, but you know, it's just a different journey when I thought, I really truly thought that I would be a mom of two or three or four or fricks. I even thought maybe bigger and five. Well, when I was young, I just don't even know what I was thinking. I was like, I'm going to have 12 kids. I could not even imagine. But I mean, I hear after like four kids, it's just like, you, you can't even, it's no different. You just, you just, they're just added, adding up. Um, <laughs> but I just, that, you know, I guess, you know, part of what I want to be when I grow up is not a mom of many. It's a mom of one and a bonus mom, you know? Um, and that was a big, big change in itself and a lot of argument with doctors. <sighs> Man, they really don't like to do anything without ample thought. They made me wait an entire year before they would even think to agree or discuss me getting my tubes removed. Anyways, that's a whole different story. But just silly. Um, things that happen. Things because of grief. I lost my husband and so they didn't want me to make a rash decision and remove my tubes. Um, which I understand because sometimes we do do that in the midst of grief. You know, when you're trying to rechange and figure out what you're going to do with your entire life. Um, you make big decisions, you know. Um, I can tell you that after five years, I feel the exact same way. I got to create life with Curtis and I'm grateful for it and um, I'm okay with that journey being over um but like knowing I mean that's just one of the things so you know I'm 28 years old I'll be 29 in June I'm just now starting to really piece together things that I've always kind of enjoyed and loved and wanted maybe as a part of my life some way and, you know, on this new journey, um, I couldn't be a public speaker or a podcaster or a content creator or, you know, um, any of these things that I am and the capacity that I am had I not gone through the experience of losing my husband, of being a widow, of being a griever. Um, you know, I, I, and, and content creation wasn't even really a thing when we were younger. YouTube was about it. That, you know, but we weren't all out here trying, you know, making reels and posting and just doing all these different things. It was a lot different, um, than it is now. And, and it wasn't like my dream was never to be like, oh yes, I'm going to be a content creator. That is what I want to do. And I'm going to have a podcast show, you know, uh, because podcasts weren't really talked about when I was younger and I'm sure they were around some, but you know, they weren't like something that you could actually like build a foundation on, build, um, a business around, but not even that, just like 
build a platform around to actually like be heard by so many people just wasn't really something that was realistic for a long time but now it is with the world of social media it is so much easier to get people to hear see and um, need your message and you know be able to help in such a bigger capacity and that is why I did the podcast I wanted to be able to just reach the masses um, no matter what was going on in the world you know um, but you know podcasting all, a lot of the things that I'm doing now were not the dream not even five years ago were they the dream not even you know two three years ago were they the dream I I, the dream of podcasting is probably about two years old now. Um, talked about it for like almost a year. My husband, now Mike, is his name. He bought me podcasting equipment in 2022. Christmas of 20, excuse me, 2022. He bought me podcasting equipment. Christmas of 2023, I had not even taken this stuff out of the box still. It was just sitting in my office. It was not, I was, I paralyzed myself before I even looked, you know, at anything more than five seconds. I was excited, but I was way too scared. Um, and come January, I told myself, I'm doing this. I can do this. People need this. It's not even about me. I got to put it behind me and this idea that it's about me. Because it's not. It's about what I can, ha- what I have to do, what I have to say. You need to hear it even if it runs you in circles or it doesn't connect one week and the next week it resonates to your core. You know, these messages need to be shared in a capacity that is not freaking filtered. You, There's no me, you know, needing to say it a certain way or be a certain way. It's just the real, raw, true shit, okay? Um, and now that's, like, a part of, like, what I am doing. Like, what I want to be is not just a podcaster. I want to be a fucking top podcaster. I want to be number one at one point. Maybe I won't hold it because, obviously... You know, I'm so weird. I'm so, like, passively... This is so odd. Like, I want to win, but I want other people to win, too. Like, I want other people to get experience, like, being the top podcast. But, like, I want to be number one. Like, I want to sit down and have interviews with the other top podcasters and people who are here to make a difference and make moves in the world. I want to connect with more people who put themselves out there who can help you heal who can help you move through things, who can help you feel connected, who can just, I want, I want to get to a point where it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. It's simple, it's easy, you know, and it's just so blissful and enjoyable that I, this is what I get to do. And the podcast isn't the only dream. It's, it's, it's one that I hope sticks and stays for a long, long time. And, and, you know, it's just something that gets built off of. Um, but I know that it's going to take me to where I want to be. And right now I can't just stand in front of the masses. And if I tried to just, like, be like, okay, come to my public speaking event, you know, people were probably, maybe I might get some, but not everybody's going to be like, yeah, let's go fly to 
this small town and listen to this girl talk, you know, like, um, and it's just not realistic for a lot of people. A lot of people that are going through the stuff that I talk about don't have the capacity to be flying everywhere in the world. And you just need to fucking hear my voice, whether you're driving to work or you're sitting on the couch or you're laying in your bed and you're grieving or you're showering or whatever it is that you're doing. Like, I just need to be talking. You need to hear me. You need to be plugged in to what I've got to say. Um, and, okay, so with that, there is, we're going to pivot a little bit, still talking about like what we want to be, but, um, it also like what we want to be and how our dreams don't have to match our partners and how we can still have a successful relationship while being, you know, like while having different dreams than the other person, okay? It doesn't all have to be one way. Um, I hate that. Ooh, I, it just irks me. Um, <laughs> like, somebody, I get told this often, and I don't, like, in one ear out the other, but it's so annoying, like, oh, your poor husband, like, you don't take him into consideration, or he's just gonna have to be a shadow. Gosh, they say lots of crazy stuff. Um, or, are like, oh, your dreams can't collide with his now because of your trauma and, like, just all kinds of crazy stuff. But, um, so, Michael had dreams before he met me. And I was building dreams before I met him. And I was also rearranging my dreams and finding new dreams because the current dream that I had wasn't going to work, right? Um, so... When we got together, we did, we did not have, we obviously, we had some things in common. We had some similar goals, but they were not the same. And they still are not in many capacities. He, you know, we, the idea of us, um, in my head, if I had in my way, well, we work together every day. Yeah, but what would we do? How would he fit into my dream? Because there's no, now I don't have the... Right now, I can't see how I would just be okay being the carpet cleaner wife or, you know, anything to that capacity. And not that that was a bad dream. It was like the goal. It was the ultimate goal for me. But it's just not my dream anymore. I don't want to just be the wife of a business owner, you know, and I'm a business owner. I would have been a business owner too. But like, I just, it wasn't, I don't want to, I don't want to do a like a, I don't, I don't want to do a career or a business that way. Um, and that makes it different, you know, and he had dreams and he has things that he absolutely loves and he loves doing audio. It's his favorite. He's a freaking insanely good. He's like the top notch freaking installer. Like he can figure anything out. Man, I admire and so deeply for the way he is passionate about what he does and how much he loves it and how much soul he puts into what he does. Um, but that's his, you know, that's a, that's a step, a part of his dream. One day he dreams of maybe having his own audio shop, but that was always just kind of more of a, an idea or a thought until I've started really showing him like in different ways and different, you know, and pushing it and saying, Hey, look at this dream that you have and think about what it would be like if it was a reality. 
Um, and so now we talk about a lot of different things, which also made them realize, you know, like maybe that wasn't the exact reality that he wants now. The reality isn't that he wants to, you know, own a shop like that and be tied to it so much. Or, um, you know, he's got more dreams, more ambitions, more things he wants to mark off the list. And they have nothing to do with me at all. What he wants to do and be when he grows up has nothing to do with me in that space. And that is okay. You know what he wanted to be? He wanted to be a husband. You know what he is? He is a husband. You know what I always wanted to be? A wife. I got to be a wife and then I got to learn what it was like to be a widow. And then I got to learn what it was like to be a widow and be remarried. And be a wife again. But be a wife that's also a widow. It's a very weird, very weird space. Um, and it wasn't, you know, a dream uh, to do that ever. Um, not even in my wildest capacity would I have ever thought that that was going to be my life. But it is. It is. And it's what builds my story. It what It's what builds what I want to be when I grow up now. Um, because I, I know how desperately, badly we need me how everybody needs more of us to stand up and speak out um and I'm so much more than just a widow and uh sometimes I battle with that a little bit in who I want to be when I grow up and who I am now and how I run my businesses um and it doesn't have to be the center of everything you know, does that have to be the center of every conversation I ever have on the podcast? So I'm a widow. I'm so much more than a widow. I, that's just, you know, that's, that's just one really shitty, unfortunate, miserable label by society that I get to have now. Um, and don't, don't in any way, that doesn't mean that I am not inter- like eternally grateful for the time spent with Curtis, my late husband. Like, I would do it a million times over. He was an amazing man. But living on as a widow after he is gone is something that I just don't think any of us ever picture being a part of your life or how it's going to play into what you want to be when you grow up in your life plans. Um... Which brings me to, like, Mike is not a widow. He doesn't under... I mean, he tries his best and he is very compassionate, very kind, as understanding as he can be. But he does not understand what it means to be a widow. He has watched me, so he has a a better general idea of, you know, what, what we go through, what we feel, what happens. But does he feel to my core, you know, what it feels like to be me? Absolutely not. Um... And, and, and how in the world, in the dreams of me being this grieving daughter and widow, um, is he supposed to fit into that, like, picture? You know what I mean? For, like, what I'm trying to do. Like, he does. But it isn't a... It's... Uh... He does fit into it because he is a part of the chapter where I find happiness again. But he is not part of the chapter of the sorrow, the pain, 
the misery that I felt in the beginning. And in a way, yes, he is a part of the chapter of me learning to grieve now and learning to grow around it now. But this is not his journey. Um, and it, and it, I don't want it to be. I don't want to share this journey with him in that capacity. This is my journey. This is my story to write. When I die, it's not going to say, you know, my headstone isn't going to be like, uh, Natasha and Michael both died. Uh, and so did the dream. You know, I mean, they're both their dreams. Like, that's, that's not what it's going to be. They're going to remember my dreams. My ambitions. You know. Um, so, it always weirds me out how offended and upset and just close-minded people get when I say, you know, your dream and your goals do not have to align with your husbands or partners or significant others in, in many ways. Obviously, if one of you... I can't sometimes... Sorry. <laughs> it's not my job. Um... To make him fit in my dream. Just because he's there. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Like, not, he is, he can be a part or a dream of mine. But he does not have to be the full thing. He doesn't have to be included in everything. And also, it doesn't mean that, like, he's completely in the dark, doesn't know what's going on, has no say, has no nothing. He is in the shadows of my dream, supporting me, cheering me on. But he is not responsible for my dreams. He's not responsible for helping me get there or not get there. He, you know, in the ultimate, obviously I have the utmost respect for my marriage. But he does not get the ultimate say on how my dreams go down. That is the choice that I get to make as he gets to make his own choices. And when they go down and how they go down, and when he decides to change. And, and the only thing that I have for him is my utmost respect and support and whatever he chooses to be and do and you know when he if he decides he wants to change what he wants to be when he grows up or if he wants to stay here or if he wants to start a business or if he wants to pivot completely like that is my job is to support him in it as an I love you I believe in you you can do whatever you set your mind to um but it is not my job to be a part of it he has to do that journey. I can love and support him, cheer him on, help in any way that's not hindering to his journey process, but it is not mine to live or to walk. Um, and I know that that sounds crazy and complicated and well, what's the point of being married and my dreams are all based with my partner and, and I get it, I get it. Stay, f I, I, to me it says... You don't believe in yourself. You don't think of yourself worthy enough to do the things that you want to do. Not that you both want to do. The things that you want to do. And you know what? Some may have the ultimate goal and dream of just being an amazing partner, wife, um, mom, whatever it may be. Husband, dad, brother, 
you know, son. Um, but I just can't believe that that's where it stops. So there's nothing outside of you that even has a little bit of an interest in hobbies or just other things. You know, your goals don't all have to be career-based. They can be so many different aspects. And um, that's exactly why I say, like, you're, you, they don't have to be a part of every dream. They don't have to be a part of 90% of them. They can be their own, one of your own dreams. They can just be one of the dreams you have that is being fulfilled. Well, you simultaneously fulfill other dreams. Um, you know, whatever they may be, as you pivot and learn and, and grow and, and stay or move, whatever you do, but it, it's your dream. Um, I, I wish that I would have understood, you know, to have my own dream outside of being the wife and the mom and the business owner with, with the husband, um, you know, and that I've always wanted to be a business owner, but it took me, you know, years after my late husband passed to realize like that I still wanted to be a business owner, just not the carpet cleaning and, you know, and the carpet cleaning didn't just stop by the way, my little brother took it over and bought the business and he is kicking ass at that. Um, he thrives beautifully in that environment. He does an amazing job, and I am incredibly proud of what he's done. He has pushed the limits. He has pushed out of the fucking limits, out of the boxes, out of everything that my dad used to get so stressed out about, and it makes me giggle because I know how stressed he used to get about it and how my brother fearlessly fucking moves forward with that business. And you might not think it's much, but it is one hell of a business that he has built. And he has just pivoted, changed, and learned so much. I'm incredibly just, like, I couldn't, I mean, it's not my dream to have anymore. That The business isn't mine. It's not my dream. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't my dream as soon as I lost my late husband. So, um, it got to become my brother's dream. And, and it's beautiful. He's, he, I couldn't imagine what we would have done with it compared to what he's done to it. I just can't, you know, he's, it's like he was meant to have it and I can't wait to see what he does next or if he grows from it or changes it or whatever he does, it's going to work and it's going to be fantastic. And, and I love watching this be a dream and a purpose of his. Um, I love it. I used to, um have a hard time with it especially because he's married and you know he's got a very um wonderful beautiful feisty wife who has her own dreams man and you know running a carpet cleaning business with her husband wasn't a dream and not that she is not supportive not that she doesn't help not that she doesn't go on jobs because she does all of that but she has her own dreams and, um, you know, they were, that was hard to watch. It was hard to watch them live my dream, but not live my dream. Um, and, you know, and her want to have her own career. And, and 
And I was resentful for a while because of it. I just couldn't understand how they wouldn't want to spend every waking moment together. Um, and maybe that's a little bit of my codependency that I was <laughs> raised in. Uh, you know, and now I just think like, you know, they both thrive so well in the environments that they're in. She's going to school to be a nurse. She is an extremely wonderful wife and, and a wonderful mother. And she is so supportive of Bob and proud of him. And, um, and I think that, I think it's exactly how it's supposed to be for them. I just, I think that that's, you know, the way that their dreams work and they don't, once again, he is a business owner and she is a, um, I don't want to say she's a CNA, but I believe she's a CNA. She works at the hospital and she's going to school to be a nurse, you know, and, um, and she's so, she's so dedicated to her career and, and building that. And I just think that it's, it's beautiful that they have such different dreams in life that don't include each other, but they still manage to come together and have a beautiful marriage. Um, I'm extremely proud of them. They have walked through things in the first years of their marriage that many will never walk through in their entire marriage. Um, and they are strong and they're young. They are uh, young and you know, they are resilient. Um, I'm very proud of them. It makes me emotional. Okay. Um, where am I at? Oh, I don't even know. My whole point of this podcast was to let you know that your dream can change. That you don't have to know what you want to be when you grow up. If you're 16, 18, 45, or 67, it doesn't matter. You don't have to know what you want to be when you grow up. And it can change. And it can pivot. And it doesn't have to be you and your partner's dream. Or what your parent wanted for you. Or what society told you you should do. It doesn't have to be any of those things. It can change every day if you want it to. Um, like I said, I don't really recommend changing it every day. But you you know what I mean. You should not put a limit or let fear change what you want to be. Or if you don't want to be something anymore. Um, and know that it's okay to not have the same dreams as your partner <laughs> or anybody who had a dream for you. You don't have to live up to the expectation of that dream just because that's what everybody expected you to do or wanted you to do. It is your journey, your life, your one life to live. That is it. You get this one shot to just do your journey and and do you want to do it to appease other people and and you know, stay stuck in the fear? Or are you going to say, fuck it and try something new and different because that's what, that's what you need to do. You need to experience life and, and maybe fuck up or maybe not. But how are you even going to know unless you just keep pivoting and letting the dream change and letting yourself have a different version of how you want to be and what you want to be when you grow up. Um, man, 
uh, I had support. You know, I hate making it sound like I didn't have good support because I, for the life that I lived in, the home I lived in, I had excellent support in many ways, um, especially when it came to what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, and, you know, I had examples from my parents who pivoted over and over in business adventures and jobs and other things to grow, to get to where they wanted. And, you know, I mean, they did hardwood floors. They did um, uh, gosh, what was it? They did canning machines and they did lawn care and they did, um, like I believe power washing and they did all sorts of different things, you know, none of which were the dream thing that they wanted to be or do, but it was building towards the big dream that they had, that they wanted. And every Thing that they did gave them experience and you know the ability to pivot into something different and try something new and even when it was scary as shit and I will always remember you know my dad and my mom my mom tells me this story when I feel really anxious and my dad's told me it more than once um and it makes me a little emotional a little grateful at the same time that they had each other but you know, my dad's very first carpet cleaning van was like a box van and it was from like down by the ocean and it was rusty and it was a piece of shit and it leaked oil everywhere and the machine sucked and you, he barely knew what he was doing and you know, it was just, it was just a shit show and the machine would break down in the middle of a job. In the first couple jobs, you know, and the, he had oil pull, pour all over somebody's driveway. And he called my mom and just bawling his eyes out because he's, you know, he feel like he fucked up and he failed and he spent all the savings they had to try and start this new adventure. And, and it's all not working. And, you know, my mom would be right there like, you can do this. This is, this is a pivot point. This is part of the dream. This is the next step. We got this. You can do it. You got it. And, you know, and if you think she wanted to be a carpet cleaner or a carpet cleaner's wife, I highly doubt it. I'm just going to be honest here. Like, I highly doubt that that was, like, my mom's big dream in life. Like, ooh, carpet cleaning business. Yeah. I, I mean, what kid grows up thinking they want to be a carpet cleaner? Anyways, you know, um, and obviously that wasn't, like, her big dream or goal. And in the long term, I know that was not my dad's dream for the rest of his life to do carpet cleaning. But I knew that he knew that if he kept trying all these different avenues, that eventually he would figure out what made, what he wanted to be when he grew up. And, um, and, and how he was going to get there. So, I know that, um. All of that to say, like, I know that it's scary and I know that it's overwhelming and it's hard, but, you know, okay, my dad would have been 50 this year and, um, he, let's see, they own it probably like, what, for 20 years, so like maybe when he was like 30, or so we'll just say in his, somewhere in his late 20s or early 30s is when they got the carpet, I think it was more like 30 when they started the carpet cleaning business okay so I mean he was right around my age when he was starting I'm feeling very emotional guys um 
you know? Oof. He still didn't have it figured out and didn't know exactly what he wanted to be. But he sure didn't give up and he kept pivoting. And that's the point that I'm trying to make. Like, it's okay if we don't know and it's okay if it's not what your partner's dreaming. And it's okay if tomorrow you wake up and you're like, why would I ever want to do that again? (laughs) And it's okay to change and it's okay to fail and it's okay because you keep going and it's not a failure. To me, it is not a failure. If something doesn't work or doesn't vibe or doesn't feel right, it's not a failure that you change it. Um... It's an experience that you get to have, that you get to learn from, that you get to go, nope, this is not what I wanted. But how would you have known that if you hadn't tried? Um, I hope that this makes sense. I hope that this helps. I hope that you uh, get out of that fucking box and that fear. Oh, I hate the fear. It's supposed to keep us safe. I hate it so much. I wish that our minds would shut up sometimes so we would just make moves. You know, we make boss ass moves without the fucking fear. Fuck the fear. Do it anyway. My favorite podcaster just had a podcast. I was talking about fuck the fear, do it anyway. And, you know, I guess in a way, this is my version of what she was talking about. Like, you can go big, you, in whatever capacity that is. It doesn't mean that you have to be famous and doing all of these things. You can go big in your life, however it is a fuck that you feel like you need to go big. As many fucking times as you need to, you can change it and pivot it and do it all the different ways that you need to. And you're never, ever a failure for fucking changing it, for wanting it to be different, for not knowing exactly what you want to do for the rest of forever. Because please tell me what person in their right mind actually has it figured out about what they want to do for the rest of forever. And I'm sorry, what a boring existence if that's really what you think that you want. If you really want to keep yourself caged and in that safety net, that is okay. But I am telling you that it is okay to not know what you want to be. It is okay to change and do something different It is okay to fucking completely change everything or not know what it is that you want to be when you grow up, when you're an adult. You don't have to know. It doesn't have to be right now. It doesn't have to be forever. It could be actually just for right now or just for this week or whatever you need. But I truly, from the bottom of my heart, hope that you push that bullshit ass fear out of your mind and take the chance to do and be and live and experience life and all of the things that you may want to be when you grow up. What is a journey if you don't just say Fuck it and go for it. What is the point of your journey? To stay in the box? Fuck that. 
I can't even be any more grateful than I am for finding that woman that I listened to her podcast. She's an amazing woman. Uh, her name is Samantha Daly, and she has Make Shift Happen, and it's a podcast. It's definitely about, like, manifesting, business, a lot of, like, very woman-based, feminine energy, all kinds of different stuff. But, like, I absolutely vibe, love her. She's um, only, like, two years older than me. She is a inspiration to me in many ways, and she's a big reason why I said, fuck the fear, do the podcast. And that's why I'm here, doing the podcast. Um, and I hope that you say, fuck the fear, and do the damn thing. Do whatever it is that you want to. And I definitely hope that you love this podcast and you keep listening to it and it keeps helping you. And maybe you even leave a review or, you know, let me know how this podcast is helping or share it with people who need to fucking hear it. Um, and that we just keep growing together and that this podcast gets better because obviously this is my first podcast and one day I'm going to be so like, oh, this is so cringe. Why the fuck did I even say all those things? I probably won't say like, oh, why did I say all those things? But like, why did I say it like that? Or I don't know. Or maybe I wish I wouldn't have been sitting where I'm sitting or who knows. But right now, all I know is that with what I have, what I can do and what I, what I need to provide to the world, like I have to fucking sit here on this futon and tell you guys about all of these things that go through my mind and what I need to share and how you need to hear and grow and do these things. Fuck the fear. Do it anyways. Do the thing that makes you scared. Pivot. Do be whoever you want to be when you grow up today. Or, you know, try out what you wanted to be when you were eight years old. Just don't live in fear. Of what could happen in the negative. And think of all of the ways that this could be the best part of your journey yet. And and it's just yours. It's your journey. No matter where you're at. No matter if you're dating or married or whatever it is. In some type of relationship. This is still your journey. It's not your mom's. not your grandma's. It's not your spouse's. It's your journey. Okay, guys? I love, 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 love you all so very freaking much. Um, and I hope that this was just, like, the jam. <laughs> I know I'm always crazy and, like, jumping around a lot. And it probably just, like, drives you guys nuts. But, hey, if you stuck around for this whole thing, thank you. Um, let me just remind you that this is called... She's the Phoenix, a podcast about a girl rising from the ashes. Um, and that girl happens to fucking be me, Natasha Lynn. Um, thank you so much for joining in. Uh, I am on YouTube officially. Um, it's She's the Phoenix podcast. You can find me on the video recording. So you can see full recording of me sitting and talking. It's probably not really that thrilling. Um, but if that's something that you need and you like the more visual stuff, I do have video recording of me on YouTube now. So you can see every podcast, um, with me talking, be with me. Um, anyways, so, and my socials are Natasha Lynn on Facebook, Natasha Lynn underscore official on Instagram. Nope. I'm still not on TikTok. I'll let y'all know if that changes one day. 
and YouTube is She's a Phoenix Podcast. Um, yeah. Okay. I love you guys. Love, love, love you guys. Mwah. Please, please have the best week. Um, and I hope to talk to you all soon. Have a great night.